What's up, everybody? It's actually been a little while. I feel like it's been a really long time. It's only been two weeks, but it does feel like a month. Um, Yeah, I'm still unemployed, so it could be any kind of like, I don't even know what day it is half the time. (laughs) But a lot has gone on in the last two weeks, so let's let's do some chatting. How about this is just like a life update corner? There actually isn't much to update. I'm like, a lot has happened. Not that much has happened. Basically, I ended up going home for a few days. It was a nice reset. I actually really missed the cats while I was away. Like, I was so happy to be home and so happy to surprise my friend at her wedding shower. But I was just like, I actually really missed Gail and Jolene as much as they fucking annoy me all the time. I miss them so much. Um, I did want to say thank you guys. I know a lot of you have actually sent me, like, job recommendations and applications to fill out. And I have done that, and I just, I appreciate the community that we have here, that you guys are like, listen, girly, we're going to get you a fucking job. (laughs) I also want to say thank you to everybody for supporting Beyond the Blinds. That podcast has really taken off. It surprised me at how quickly it caught on, but I'm excited to see what happens with it. I love working with Troy. And to everybody who signed up for the Patreon, I do have to say one thing. Thank you. That is, like, the reason I could pay my rent this month. I know that probably sounds weird. It's probably weird to, like, air money issues out on a podcast that, like, I don't know. I don't know if that was weird, but I want to say thank you. Um, I love doing that. And thank you for, like, reading the articles with The Dip and and joining Friday Night Lives. I did one the last week. I was pretty drunk. (laughs) I can't do that anymore. Like, I need to at least keep my head about me a little bit. But Jordan from season one of The Hills joined, and I'll probably get him on the podcast. He seemed like he had a lot of shit to talk about Hills New Beginnings. From what he was saying, it sounded like production actually wanted them to be a part of it, and then all of a sudden they weren't a part of it. They're still really good friends with Frankie. They're still really good friends with Jason. And production was like, would you ever do like a lunch with Heidi? And Jordan's like, yeah, absolutely, whatever. So that was pretty fun that he joined. I'm trying to think like what else I can update you guys on. Like I said, not a ton has gone on. When I was home, I pretty much spent all my time with my nieces, which was awesome. We went to this place. It's called Starland. It's in Hanover, Massachusetts, and they have laser tag. And the guy running the laser tag called me their mom. I didn't correct him. I'm just like, I don't really, I'm not going to be like, no, I'm an aunt. I'm like, whatever. Call me their mom. I don't care. And the girls didn't correct him either, which I thought was kind of funny. So we started playing laser tag. And let me tell you, I showed no mercy. I want to make one thing clear. (laughs) My aunts and uncles showed no mercy in games, and I will not be doing that either. It builds toughness. (laughs) But the girls, they're like running around. I'm like, pew, 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 like hitting their vest. They're like, please let us get a shot. And I'm like, hell no. But I I mean, they ended up getting me a few times. I'm not going to act like I was, I, they, they didn't hit me at all. They did. But it's just so funny. Like my niece, Nora, she's now seven you know, she'll be eight in October and she's just learning so much. And she, it's so crazy because I feel like that's when you start really getting memories. Like my earliest memories, I was probably like six or seven. So it's just so crazy to think that, you know, when she's 30, she might remember that Starland day. And I just got a little emotional when I said that. I think with me, with my nieces, they have done so much for me. They've really, like, saved me in many, many ways. And I just, I always want them to be happy. That's, like, my main priority. Um, when people are like, do you want kids? I'm like, no, 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 I have nieces. Like, that's, that's my, that's who gets my money. 
I'm trying to think of other things. I guess I've just decided since I turned 30 a month ago now, right? Like I lost my job almost immediately and I was in a depression for like a week or two and I feel like I've really come out of it. I'm still, you know, stressed that I don't have a job. Like that's an obvious stressor in my life. But I don't know. I went out for the first time with my friends on Saturday. My friend's little sister, it was her birthday. We went to brunch and then we went to Midtown and I was wearing flare jeans, okay? These flare jeans gave me confidence that I didn't even know I had. I felt like a million bucks. So I'm telling all of you, go buy flare jeans right now because I don't know what it is. I just, I had so much fun. Like I was talking to people and like not worrying or caring what anybody thought of me. It was just, it was nice. And I feel like I'm finally at a point in my life, you know, I actually did just start going to the gym. And by just start, I mean, I've gone three times. I just signed up the other week. But I just, I want to feel good about myself. And I know I've said that on the podcast like a billion times, right? A bunch of times I've been like, I just want to feel good about my body. I want to feel happy about my body. But now I'm actually taking charge and doing that. And when I go out, I'm not just stuck in my phone. I'm not just like, not that, I mean, I'm pretty outgoing. But I don't know. Something switched. And even though there are big stressors in my life, Thankfully, Beyond the Blinds is doing really good. Thankfully, I got you guys to listen to me, which I appreciate. But I don't know. It's like a switch just turned on, and I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. I'm going to have some fun because (laughs) I know that we're probably going to be locked down again, and I'm not ready for that. And I'm just going to have fun before I get locked in my apartment with these two crazy cats. I'm going to take that back. I don't want to put that nasty negative energy out there, so I'm taking it back. I hope we don't get locked down because... Like I said, these cats are out of their minds. So instead of hot girl summer, I'm going to have a cozy girl fall and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to just follow what I think is right for my journey in life now that (laughs) I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm just going to do what feels right in every situation possible. How about that? I do want to let you guys know I have a bachelorette party coming into town next month and then a wedding in October. So those weeks, I won't have a new episode out, but I will be more consistent. I know this year has been very weird with the podcast. I've taken random breaks. I have rebranded. I've done a lot of new stuff. But once once I get a little more settled again, I promise you that it'll be back weekly other than the bachelorette party weekend, which, you know, I'll probably post about, and the wedding. So just a heads up with that. Oh, and then maybe another weekend, because I have somebody coming into town in November. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll ke- don't worry. I'll keep you updated. Don't even worry about it. So one thing a lot of people wanted me to talk about was Heidi Montag on the podcast Call Her Daddy. Now, originally when I listened for the first time, I was kind of like, why did she say Lauren treated her like a dog? You know, and I get it. She was asked about Lauren, right? Like, Heidi was not bringing Lauren up. She was just a part of the conversation because obviously Heidi has a career because of Lauren Conrad. I think we can all agree with that. Whether you like Heidi and hate Lauren or if it's the other way around or if you like them both, Heidi has a platform because of Lauren Conrad. Now, I did think it was really weird how she was like, nobody knew who she was. Nobody cared who she was. We were all like, oh, who's this weird girl getting filmed? And she was kind of like hating on Lauren. And then all of a sudden she was like, Lauren went to the VMAs, though, and I was like, oh, this is like a big deal. This is really cool. And that's when that kind of light bulb went up in my head because I think we all said 
Heidi kind of sought Lauren out for fame. Maybe she didn't go to the same school as Lauren because of fame, because obviously time-wise, that would have not worked for her to specifically seek Lauren out. But it does seem like once she found out that Lauren was getting attention and all of this stuff, that's when she wanted to be friends with her. Now, moving on from the Lauren of it all, I think that is what I want to focus on just because, again, it's like beating a dead horse at this point. They're never going to get along again. They are not friends. They are never going to be friends. Heidi is like, it's kind of weird because on her podcast, she's like, I owe everything to Lauren. I get that. But like, I don't, I get asked about her. I don't bring her up all the time. And in my head, I'm like, you can ask not to be asked about her. You know, I've had people on the podcast and they have asked me not to ask certain questions. So yeah. Now starting off the podcast, Heidi was lit. Heidi was like very, very, very drunk. I'm pretty sure. And she even said she was. And I was almost uncomfortable because of how much she was pushing alcohol on Alex. And Alex actually sounded uncomfortable. I was like, damn, like, chill out, lady. And I know that became a big storyline on the hills. So I don't know if maybe she thought it was going to come out earlier. And that's why she was pushing it, just so she could be like, see, I am a fun party girl. But hearing her talk about her plastic surgeries actually really broke my heart. I've always thought Heidi was really pretty, season one, season two, Even going into the later seasons, I guess season five and six is when she really started to look different. But she always brings up like how she wanted bigger boobs. She's like, I used to wear water balloons in my bra to try and have bigger boobs. I understand that. And then she started to kind of talk about her and Spencer's relationship. And also, oh my God, I find it so wild. So obviously there was one random episode of their podcast where... One of you great followers who I love so deeply, you DM them and you were like, no, she does a better Laguna recap than you. And on their podcast, they were like, you know, we can't say her name because it's a swear and we don't like to cuss. And then Heidi literally talks about how she gives a blowjob to Spencer and how he gives her seven orgasms in a row. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You couldn't say Laguna Biatch. But you can talk about (laughs) that? Like, that's cool? I don't know. I was kind of like, damn, at least you could have given me a little publicity if you're going to talk about blowjobs. For the record, I'm not prude about that. I know that that's what Caller Daddy does. They talk about sex and all of that. Just hearing her talking about it, I was like, ooh, I don't know. Just because she comes off like so Christian and tries to be so like proper and a good Christian girl now and all this stuff. I'm like, we know that true Heidi's still in there somewhere. But she talked about how Spencer really, really helped her through everything and how they are soulmates. And I genuinely believe that those two are soulmates. Like, I may not like them. I may think that they are a very calculated couple. But there is no doubt in my mind that they love each other and that they love their son a lot. And and I feel like that's a fair thing to say. Overall, I thought the interview was pretty good. I mean, I had no idea that Heidi lived in Italy for her senior year of high school. Like, that's absolutely crazy that she just went to Italy, and it's kind of crazy that Darlene allowed that. I always got vibes that Darlene was a really, really strict parent, but obviously I'm incorrect with that. But overall, I just, I think that she needs to stop talking about Lauren and then stop getting mad when people get mad about her talking about Lauren. And I think that's a fair thing to say. And it's kind of crazy because I I feel like I've said that a lot and we're like 11 minutes into the podcast. Sorry, I keep saying it's kind of crazy. But I do feel like Heidi does try and show some grace when it comes to her falling out with Lauren. 
I've never heard her talk badly, that or that badly, I should say, other than when she said Lauren treated her like a dog. I wasn't expecting that. Obviously, Heidi's allowed to feel the way she's allowed to feel. But Spencer always just seems angry. Even on their podcast, you know, Heidi was like, I don't have any ill will towards Lauren. And Spencer was just kind of like being nasty. And to me, I'm just like, Spencer, you also have a career because of Lauren. And you can say, you know, he had Brody and he was going to become famous because of Brody. You can say that. But if they were never on the hills, I don't think that Brody Jenner would be Brody Jenner. You know what I mean? And obviously Spencer Pratt wouldn't be Spencer Pratt. Oh, yeah, I have to go back to the Lauren thing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It just popped into my head. So they kept saying Kristen is the most popular, you know, most successful, all this stuff. But in reality, Kristen is worth less net worth. Like, she's still worth a lot of money. Please don't think I'm trying to shit on Kristen. I'm not trying to do that at all. Yes, she's built a company. She has like an umbrella of companies. But she also married someone who had a lot of money. Kristen had a lot of money on her own. But she married someone who could help propel that, help help invest in her company. And then Kristen wanted to be on TV again, so she did. And at the end of the day, Lauren's worth more than Kristen. She has a $40 million company, or net worth, I should say. And then someone DM'd me and they were like, you know, she actually isn't that successful because she went to Fitum. She, she had this platform. She had all this stuff. She should make Kylie Jenner money. But I think we all need to remember that Instagram wasn't around during, like, the hills. And I don't think we really understood that, you know, these reality stars could have actual careers until, like, five years after the hills, basically. And I know um, Heidi and Spencer on their podcast, they were like, you know, Kylie doesn't need a show. The Kardashians don't need a show. But they still have a show. And I guess to me, it's like apples and oranges almost. Kylie had a way bigger startup. You know, she's been on TV since she was, what, eight or something like that. And Instagram has always been around, basically, for her to promote her platform and for her to kind of give that glimpse, whereas Lauren has just been keeping Kohl's in business for years. Again, it's all, in my opinion, it's more like apples and oranges. Like, I don't even know what that really means. (laughs) He said it twice in a row, and I'm like, I feel like I'm using it correctly, so I'm just going to continue. But maybe Lauren doesn't want that. You know, she stepped away from the spotlight and Doug Reinhardt actually commented on my post about it. And he was like, Lauren's an awesome person. She took her family out of the spotlight. She's still working hard. Like she's the best out of all of us. And I was kind of like, oh, hello, Doug. Welcome. Welcome to the crazy comment section. And sometimes, guys, I'll tell you a little secret. Sometimes I just post things and I don't respond because, you know, engagement's cool. <laughs> but it is tale as old as time. Heidi and Lauren don't get along. And then Heidi's like, well, I was asked about it. That's why I talked about it, which I get. She was asked about it. But again, you can tell people don't ask me these things. And then Spencer kind of just doubled down on everything Heidi said. And yeah, I mean, overall, I think it was an interesting interview. I think it was interesting hearing about her time over in Italy. I think it was interesting, you know, learning about her surgery. And apparently she was pronounced dead at one point. And Spencer thought that she actually died. That's insane. Um, I really do hope that Heidi can find happiness just like by being Heidi Montag. Does that make sense? I hope Spencer does too. I feel like, I don't know. I don't even know if they know who they are as real people. You know what I mean? Because there is still a part of me that's like, I think there's a version of Heidi living in Colorado with like six kids just being happy as ever, 
with Darlene hanging out all the time. But to me, success doesn't mean spotlight. Success doesn't mean you are on the cover of every magazine. I what Someone on like a housewife show is like, wealth whispers or something. And I'm like, that's Lauren. Like she's not, she doesn't need that. I think that definitely overshadowed the whole episode because Heidi did talk about a lot of different things. And it's, it's an okay episode of a podcast. I really, at the beginning, I was like literally uncomfortable by how hard she was pushing alcohol on Alex. But other than that, I'm not going to say it was a bad episode. I do think that they, Spidey knows what they're doing. You know, Spencer was fighting people in the E! News comments. They, they know exactly what they're doing when they bring up Lauren's name. And at this point, I think Lauren should, like, send them a cease and desist being like, please stop using my fucking name. Oh, and just real quick, back on the Spidey, I did listen to their podcast. And one thing I thought was really, really disgusting, as they do, obviously, a lot of podcasts have ads. A lot of them get paid probably decent money to say, like, a progressive ad. But one thing they're doing right now is latching on to Free Britney. And during Free Britney, Spencer was like, you know, when she gets her car, she can go to Progressive.com and did like a minute long ad. And I was just like, can you guys not? Like, I wanted to be Chris Crocker and be like, leave Britney alone. But yeah, I just had to throw that out there. But Call Her Daddy, and then they have an episode called Call Her Heidi. I would listen to those back to back if you're if you're interested. Now, over the weekend, something happened with Brody Jenner. Not only did he cut his hair, which he has yet to show us, very rude, but he also turned 38 years old. Brody, Peter Pan Jenner, even though he's 38 years old, you know he's still going to date 24-year-olds, and when they turn 25, he's like, I'm done, I'm over this. And it's actually kind of funny, I forget who I was talking to, but I was like, why does Scott Disick get so much shit for dating Sue? Well, I guess he dates like 19-year-olds, it's a little different. Okay, anyway, back to Brody Jenner. So over the weekend, he was in Vegas, and celebrating his birthday, he did like a performance, I guess. I'm pretty sure that's what he, you know, a club appearance. And while he was there, he was at a private table, you know, again, celebrating the fact he is a year older, but the girls he dates stay the same age. And someone rushed the table and like started swinging on Brody and put him in a headlock. And it was, it's crazy on, on, um, on TMZ, there's a video. I didn't post it on my Instagram just because I'm like, I don't know if that's like an appropriate thing and I'll probably get flagged for violence or something. But yeah, Brody Jenner got into a fight on his birthday and the guy, like I said, got Brody in a headlock and then, you know, security broke them up and Brody stomped on the guy a few times. And then a girl came up and started throwing drinks at Brody and trying to fight Brody. We don't know what the fight was about. We don't know if something happened previously, but I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of info. Maybe you guys can do a little digging. I tried so hard. If any of you know anyone in Vegas, just just ask them what happened. Because I'm like, I don't think someone would just randomly see Brody Jenner and be like, I'm going to go fight that dude. Maybe they would. Maybe Brody has like a fightable face. I don't know. But yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else to talk about other than he's 38 years old. He cut his hair. He got in a fight in Vegas. And if you remember the Hills episode, he got in a fight in Vegas before. So maybe Brody, maybe you should stop fighting people in Vegas. (laughs) Maybe that can be your like birthday. I guess we don't do birthday resolutions, do we? That can be his new year resolution. It could be the Ryan Atwood punch people less resolution. All right, everybody. This week we are recapping the Hills season five, episode three. It's called I'm Done With You. And just the name of it, it's honestly, 
it's refreshing watching this episode. And I was like, wow, there's actual real drama. Because I've talked to, you know, you guys know, the hills get so stale after a while. But there's a scene in this episode that would hold up today. And I don't say that about many hill scenes, especially in the later seasons. But there is a scene near the end of this episode that I think could hold up today. And we'll get there when we get there. But we start off with previously on the hills. And it has been a while. So I need to, I need to let you guys know where we left off. So we're reminded that Stephanie had to be set straight after bringing Heidi to Lauren's birthday. Lauren was kind of like, stop pushing this, stop forcing this, just let it be, stop trying to make us friends, it's not going to happen, it's never going to happen. We're reminded about Stacy and Spencer again. And can I just say, I kind of love Stacy's character. I kind of love how she carried herself and was like such a little baddie. I don't know, something about it I just absolutely loved. Also, we can't forget the weird dinner that Colby crashed that Darlene was like, Colby, what are you doing here? And he's like, uh, you, you told me to come. That's why I'm here. But while she was gone, Spencer went right back to the source of the trouble. He, remember, he went to the dime and, you know, Stacy was getting to close up. And he was like, what are we doing after this? And she gave him a smile. And we were like, why, Stacy? Why is this the one you're going for? He looks like Dash from The Incredibles. But now Heidi was about to come home and the trouble was only going to get worse. We start the episode at Spidey's apartment, and Steph walks right in because the door was open. I don't think these people lock their doors. Of course, I know that they know that people are coming over to film. I'm just, just, it's a joke, okay? Just go along with it. But Steph is wearing, like, a train conductor hat, and right when she sits down, Spencer, he's joking. He's like, did you leave your train outside? Don't leave it unattended for too long. But then Steph asks if he's talked to Heidi at all. Nope. And then Steph, the ultimate pot stirrer, stirrer, Tells Spencer, Heidi texted me and she ran into her ex Colby or whatever. Like they went to dinner or something. Her ex-boyfriend who her mom is trying to talk her into dating again, who she did date and went to like Bible study with, is Spencer's response. Spencer's like, I already know about this. Heidi and I are always in constant communication. This is all fake. But of course, he's supposed to act a little bit salty. And then Steph asks if he's seen the bartender. Yeah, because that's really your business, he says, looking at her. And right away, he just goes, you know what? I'm going to start going out, too. I'm going to start going out. If, if she's hanging out with Colby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start going out to dinner and go to bars with my friends. And Stephanie just smiles, and she goes, you need to be on your best behavior right now, like with a big smile on her face. The Pratt siblings give me such chaotic energy all the time. And I kind of wish we got to see a lot more of them together because I do genuinely think they hate one another. I do not think that's a joke. I think Stephanie really does hate Heidi and Spencer. And obviously we saw that with how she was body shaming them in her Instagram stories. But even right after season one of Hill's New Beginning ended, she went on a crazy Instagram. It was either a live or her Instagram story. And she was like, my whole family hates Heidi. She wanted to kill my mother's dogs. And everyone was like, wait, 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 what? And we just completely glossed over it. But like, I genuinely think Spencer and Stephanie do not like each other. I understand siblings fight, but I think these two are just like, no, we fucking hate one another. And that's that. And that's the kind of energy I want on the hills. So we get our nice California montage that we get. It's always LA. We see hot people walking, but usually it's just like their feet or their backs. We don't get to see any, any faces often. But we are at People's Revolution, and it's a really, really quick scene, but Kelly calls Lauren up to her, like, crow's nest, I call it. I feel like it's the crow's nest office. That's what I'm going to call it from here on out, just so you know. But Lauren walks up, and Kelly goes, that's a nice shirt. Thanks. Is it one of our clients? No. <laughs> like, 
It just, whenever Lauren talks to Kelly Catrone, I feel like Lauren is so scared. Because at this point, you know, Lauren has basically full control of the narrative of the show and she can kind of give pushback. But something in my mind, I was like, you know, I bet you a producer was like, no, you have to deal with Kelly Catrone no matter what, no matter how much she scares you. And Lauren's like, fuck. But Kelly says with Whitney leaving, they need to add another intern. And Lauren says she knows tons of people that would be interested. And it's just kind of like a quick moment back and forth because obviously Lauren is quote unquote going to fit him still. And Kelly needs an intern. She needs someone who can start at bottom of the totem pole. And then she just ends the conversation with, be careful of who you refer. Kelly Catrone sends shivers down my spine, but I absolutely love her. If she was my boss, I'd be scared every fucking day, but I feel like it would motivate me to be better. The next scene, we are at Lauren's lunch break, apparently. We're at Tarte LA, and it's her and Steph. They're grabbing lunch, and Lauren's like, I am so hungry. You always need to stay in shape living here, Steph says with like a weird smile. And then Lauren just goes, that's what baggy shirts are for. And Steph goes, dresses too. And what is crazy, I always felt like, although Lauren was like, is, is still like thin and looks very good, I feel like she was never considered like skinny, skinny. I could be wrong with that. I remember Audrina used to be on a lot of magazine covers being like, is this too thin? But I felt like Lauren never got that. I don't know why I'm kind of talking about this. I always get so disgusted with early 2000s or, you know, 2010s diets and fads and heroin chic, which I talk about a lot. Like, that was something that people wanted. And I'm glad that we've grown from that to a point. But yeah, that just kind of like threw my head back to that because I'm looking at Steph and I'm looking at Lauren. I'm like, you are both beautiful and very much in shape. But the fact that even you guys feel the need to wear baggy clothes is like wild to me. But that, that's a different rant for a different moment. So Lauren kind of fills Steph in on what's going on at People's Revolution. She's like, we're looking to hire somebody new. And Steph's like, what about me? I, I, can, I can do this. Hire me. And Lauren's like, uh, are you sure? But then she's like, you know, I can get you an interview with Kelly. Just apply and I'll help. And Steph's really excited. She's like, this is going to be good. This is going to be awesome for me. It's not going to be awesome for her. I just want to give you that little spoiler alert. The next scene, we are at the Spidey apartment, and I want to take a moment to highlight Spencer's outfit. There are so many layers to his outfit. So he is wearing a white t-shirt, a button-down long-sleeve plaid shirt with a blue sweater on top of it, and dark, like, dark wash jeans, wide leg jeans, of course. And looking at him, I was just like, that is the most preppy-ass shit that I've ever seen my whole life. His collar was not popped, though. That's the only thing that was missing. But we actually hear Heidi yelling. She's like, Spencer, is that you? And Spencer's like, oh, you're back? How was your trip? I mean, I didn't even know you were back. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought you would know when I was coming back, is what she says. So I talked to my mom about the bar incident, and we should be able to, like, not have these problems in our relationship at this point is what Heidi tells Spencer, because that's what Darlene told Heidi. And Spencer calls her a hypocrite. He's like, after the whole Colby thing, taking shots is different than saying hi at a family dinner. You act like taking shots is kissing someone. I didn't know you had these sides of you. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to judge if somebody takes shots with someone. I will say that. I mean, granted, they were pretty flirty. I'd be more mad about the flirting rather than like, you're taking shots. You're taking shots with girls. Uh, Do you remember that episode a few seasons back? He's taking shots. He's taking shots with girls. What is he doing? Shots seem to really, really, really trigger Heidi. 
But she's like, I'm sick of fighting. I don't want to fight with you anymore. And then Spencer says, you know, you've been gone three days and it's the best three days of my life. We haven't fought at all. It's so refreshing. Did you see her while I was gone? He gets mad. He looks at her. He's like, are you serious right now? Are we really going to have this fight? Are we really going to have this conversation? And he's like, no, I didn't see her while you were gone. And things are very tense. Heidi says she doesn't even want to talk to him anymore. She's so upset. She's so mad at him. And he's just kind of nonchalant about it. He's like, okay, I'll, t- I'll talk to you when I talk to you then. And, of course, we know that this part's fake, right? Like, Spencer and Heidi have all said, like, they're, have all, this, them and their personalities, I guess, have said that most of their fighting, 99% of their fighting was fake. But I do think in a part of this episode that I kind of referenced earlier, there is a moment where Spencer knows people are going off script and he knows it's going to get weird or bad. So I will, of course, talk about that when we get there. But this scene, of course, they're just like, me, 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 me. And you know what? I'm going to give Spidey some credit right now. I know I talk a lot of shit about them. I know I don't like them as like people per se or their personas, right? Maybe if I met them and their personas weren't on, I'd probably be cool with them. Maybe. But they would bring it on the hills, right? Like they'd be like, we'll, we'll fight. We're not really fighting, but we'll really, we'll fake fight at least. We'll get something going because it was a boring show and Heidi did bring a lot to the table. You know, I may be team Lauren, but I can't like, I can't say Heidi didn't do her job on the show. And same with Spencer. Like they're, they, I know Spencer thought of himself as a producer at one point, but, but overall, like if Spencer and Heidi didn't do everything they needed to do, the Hills would have probably been canceled after like season one or two. So now we have a moment that I think is one of the best moments in Hill's history. Steph walks into People's Revolution for her interview with Miss Kelly Catrone. And Kelly Catrone is so fucking mean to Stephanie. She is so brutal to her. But again, Stephanie, the way she walked in, she kind of knew she was going to get it just because of the show. And Kelly was like, I, I, I had to be this way for a fake. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that after we like set up the scene. But Steph walks into the lion's den or the crow's nest, as I call it, and tells Kelly she's nervous but hands her her resume. And Kelly just goes, I don't read resumes, but I'll read yours since you brought it. And Steph says she wants to be a handbag line designer. Like, she wants to have her own handbag line. That's what she's passionate about. That's her end game. And Kelly just kind of looks at her. And I'm going to play an audio clip. It's kind of a long one, but it has to be played. It has to be done. So I'm going to play this in three, two, one. To see, um, you have a lot of, like, great designers here, and the PR that you guys do is really awesome, and I just want to, like, see how I could brand my bags. So you basically want to use my experience and my clients and their inside knowledge to ultimately leave here and go make your own handbag? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, this is, like, eventually, like, in a decade. I mean, I'm planning to, like, work, like, a lot of You should be jobs. able to move quicker than that, honey. I mean, it's good to have life goals, but I'm running a business. Yeah. So I'd like to know more about what your goals are. How do you know about people's revolution? I've heard a lot about it from Fidum. And, um, Is that where you go to school? Yes. And do you know how to use a computer? Yeah. You know how to print labels and all of those things? Print labels? Yeah, like, you know, you get a label, you put it in the printer, you set it up on the list, comes out machine. And then you... Is it stickies? <laughs> Oh, Stephanie. No, I just, I have never done that, but it sounds simple enough. Okay. And tu parles français? Oui. C'est très bien. C'est nécessaire pour toi, pour le vêtement, dans le français seulement. 
Do you speak French? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm terrified. You know, I'm going to tell you, like, straight up, there's a rule that you cannot cry in this office, and there are going to be 75 million things that make you cry every day. Whatever it is, no nervousness and crying in my office. That's good. I want a strong backbone. So I'm ready for this. Are you sure? Yes. Not by this resume, honey. Now, was Kelly Catrone hard on stuff? Maybe. But I don't know if you remember when Stephanie did the podcast with Wells Adams. I think he still does a Hills podcast. But, um, <laughs> oh my God. but Kelly was on as a guest and Stephanie was like, you were mean to me. You were nasty to me. And I'm going to play a clip from that interview. So in three, two, one, you're going to hear them fight about the clip that I just played for you. So just to actually introduce the clip a little bit better, Kelly went on record to say, no, you were hired because production said that Lauren needed like someone to manage. So that is why you were hired because it was a fake job on a fake show. So that is what Kelly says. And Stephanie Pratt loses her fucking mind. So get ready. Okay. Re- okay. Recap for us what okay, happened. So I had an interview to get an internship. But you, but you know the interview wasn't real. It was a fake interview. Like, you know, Lauren didn't work there. Whitney never worked there. And you also never worked there. Even you worked for MTV because they were paying you and you came for an interview that was a fake interview. But we were working there because we spent hours in there filming. Like filming a TV show. Yeah. Okay, well, for me, it was very real. And when you interviewed me... Mm-hmm. You basically told me to give up on my dreams, and I did. And then I moved to London, and then I tried again. And I succeeded, and I have a clothing line. But in that interview, Uh you told me that I would never be anything. And I'll never forget that. I I, I don't think that's what happened in the interview. As a matter of fact, it was a fake interview because none of you, and I'm really happy to, like, throw my payroll from People's Revolution over the last 25 years None of you, from Whitney to Lauren, to you have ever been on my payroll, which would mean you were never an employee of People's Revolution. Yeah, internships don't get paid, Kelly. Well, they do get paid, or you have to be there for college credit. That's actually California labor law. So it was a television show. So were they They, telling Kelly one thing, but sort of leading you guys in a different direction, Stephanie? I can't tell if Kelly's just doing damage control because she was such a bitch on it. But did they want her to be that? I, it sounds like they did, but at the same time, you don't tell a 22-year-old that... Like, actually, you should go to the clip because that's not what happened. I said... I've seen it for many times. I said, no, that's not what happened, okay? Let's just be really clear. I haven't seen it lately, but what happened was they were like, Stephanie Pratt's going to come in and you're going to interview her for a job. And you are going to tell Lauren that you don't really want to hire her, but if she wants to hire her, she can. And then Lauren's going to ultimately have to fire her. And in the meantime, here's her resume. And on your resume, it said career goals or something that you wanted to be a handbag designer. And in this, I said, in the interview, I said to you, why would you come to interview for a job at a PR company saying that you want to be a handbag designer? And then that you said, said, and then you said, why? So you can steal all my contacts from me and then use them? I'm right. 22. I, I was writing a lifetime goal. Okay, first of all, I hate to be like Buzzkill Betty. It, nobody 
who was ever on the hills, was ever an employee of People's Revolution. I, Kelly Catrone, was an employee of Viacom via MTV, okay? That was a TV show. Lauren Conrad was never my intern. Whitney was never my intern. And when we stopped shooting, no one ever worked there. So it was a television show. If you're just figuring that out now, I don't know what to tell you, but you were never an employee of mine ever. So obviously that clip was really long. I highly suggest you listen to the episode. If you type in like Kelly Catrone on podcasts on Apple Podcasts, excuse me, on Apple Podcasts, it'll pop up. And the fight is so wild. And Stephanie truly believes that The Hills was real. And it's just, it's it's a crazy episode, I mean, to listen to. So that was a long clip. I apologize. But I wanted to give you, you know, more incentive to listen to it. And I know Wells Adams still does a Hills cast. That's what he calls the podcast, The Hills Cast. So, yeah. Just giving them a shout out because that interview is amazing. So now we hear some some rap music going. Is it a rap song I know? Absolutely not because it's probably a royalty-free one that they just wanted to throw on. But we're in the car with Charlie and Spencer and we find out that they're going clubbing. Stacy said tonight's the night uh, her, and, her and her posse roll out. And I actually can't believe this is how these men actually talk because then Charlie goes, is she bringing friends? Yeah, for sure. Now, this is the conversation that ensues after that. Don't get caught slipping. I don't slip, homie. You slip, you chip, you flip. And then she starts laughing, and I'm like, they're just going to get white boy wasted. And Charlie's also a little weird in this episode. Charlie, I don't know how I feel about Charlie, because I don't really remember Charlie much, but I feel like something's off about Mr. Charlie. So we have a quick dinner with Steph and Heidi, and Steph says it was terrifying, the interview. She's like, Kelly Catron is so scary. It was so terrifying. And Heidi's like, it was nice of Lauren to help you out. And then right away, she's like, have you talked to Spencer? He's latching on to Charlie right now. He's a bad influence, Steph says to Heidi. And Spencer wasn't going to the bar before Charlie. That's something we find out. Stephanie was like, he used to be a stay-at-home boyfriend, and now he's at the bar with Charlie. That's bad news. And then Steph says they're going to every single club until they find him. Heidi's kind of like, oh, you know, he has bad news. And then Steph's like, we're going to find him. Let's go to every single bar. So they list out as many bars as they think. And then they have like three they want to go to. And right away they're like, H-Wood just opened. I bet you that's where he is. Yes, I'm sure that's how you figured it out. You just made a list, narrowed it down to three, didn't have production in your ear, but they're going to go to H-Wood because they have a feeling because it just opened. It's a hot new club. That's where Spencer's going to be. So now we're at the club, and we see Miss Sheena from Vanderpump Rules putting her makeup on. Hello, Sheena. I know everyone hates her. I actually think she's kind of funny. She's someone who I'm like, you know, she knows her role. Like Angelina from um, from Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Angelina from Jersey Shore. She knows her role. She knows she's supposed to be a pot stirrer. She knows she's supposed to be kind of annoying and nasty. and Or maybe she's not in on it, but she does a great job doing it. That's how I feel about Sheena. But we see people taking shots. They're dancing. It seems like a sexy kind of nightclub. And Stacy and Spencer are sitting right next to each other. They're leaning on one another. It's very flirty. And Spencer goes, it's very chill. It's like my living room without the headache. And they all fake laugh because they, they are like, we're going to get MTV money. We're going to be on MTV. But they all take a cheers, and Stacy's like, to your crazy girlfriend. He's like, yeah, cheers to Heidi. I'm like, what? What is happening? But then Steph and Heidi roll in. 
I cannot believe we're doing this. This is so crazy, Heidi says to Steph. And then Heidi says it looks like they're on a double date. Like she looks over and sees Charlie and Sheena and then Stacy and Spencer. And just a quick little like sidebar. During this, Sheena and Stacy were in a thruple with John Mayer. So just to like make this even weirder and crazier, <laughs> they're on MTV. They're clearly trying to get famous. And Stacy and Shayna, Sheena, I'm sorry, are both sleeping with John Mayer and they're in a thruple together. There's a really big, I don't know if she said it on a podcast, Sheena, but if you type in like Sheena John Mayer, uh, you'll get a shit ton of articles about it. It's very interesting to read. But Spencer sees Heidi walking in and she, he just goes, I think I have a GPS on me. Everybody, everybody stay calm. And Heidi walks over and she starts yelling at him immediately. She is not very pleased with Spencer right now. And this is when I think things start to get off script. And you can see it in Spencer, like his eyes kind of widen. He's looking at Charlie. And I don't know, you can say it's good acting, whatever. But I do really feel like this is a moment where he's like, oh shit, this is going to get out of control. Because Charlie actually like stands up and he's like, you need to calm down. And I feel like he's getting maybe aggressive. Maybe that's me being, you know, dramatic or something. But it does seem aggressive. And Spencer's like, join us, join us. Oh, can I join the double date? Heidi says. And Stacy's reaction is truly so funny. Her face to that, she's like, what the fuck? How skeezy. And one thing I sometimes forget about is like how freely we used to throw around the word slut. Um, I, you know, here and there I'll still call my friends like sluts or whatever, you know, that's just friend talk. But I wouldn't like say that to a random girl at a bar or anything, unless I wanted to like get in a fight, I guess. But Steph just goes, look at how she's dressed. She's obviously a slut. And then Stacy's like, what did you just say about me? I think Stacy could fight. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think also Stephanie Pratt could fight too. You're a home wrecker. Do you even own pants? And Stacy just goes, you look like a dog. You're wearing fur. They're such whores. And Spencer, again, this is when Spencer, you hear him going like, stop, 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 stop. Please stop. Please stop. So again, I do feel like in this moment, he was starting to kind of lose control of everything that was happening. You know what I mean? So she look, then Heidi looks at Spencer and she goes, don't call me. Don't talk to me. I can't believe you're doing this right now. And the girls leave. And it's just kind of like, ooh, what was that? You know, we were all just taking shots, having a good time. And then Hurricane Heidi walked in. The next morning, we're at Steph's apartment. And Heidi is upset at Stacy and Spencer. But Steph is just mad at Stacy. She was like, did you hear me? He's asking her if, like, she owned pants. Did you hear me? And Heidi's like, I think me and Spencer are breaking up. And then Steph just goes, Stacy made everybody uncomfortable. She wasn't even wearing pants. <laughs> Steph, Steph, let the pants go. We got to let that go. Another thing that's kind of weird is Steph's like, maybe you guys should go to therapy. And Heidi looks at her and she's like, everyone in LA has a therapist. It's not weird. It's just a suggestion. Because again, mental health therapy, like self-care, mental health is real, wasn't really talked about. I mean, that's why our parents' generation is the way they are. And that's why some of us are the way we are. But I, again, I'm glad that we've grown. I'm glad that therapy isn't some taboo thing to talk about. It's actually something that people want you to do. You know me, big advocate for, for going to therapy. But Heidi just goes, there's no future. And then goes, maybe we'll go to therapy or we'll break up. And Heidi's like, I don't know if it's too late, though. She's just basically having a conversation with herself and Steph sitting there, like nodding her head, being like, okay, yeah, okay. 
Back at People's Revolution, Lauren is styling someone, but Kelly says they need to talk. So Kelly hates stuff, basically. She's like, I don't like her. And Lauren tries to stand up for stuff. She's like, you know, in school, she works really hard. She does her best. And, st- and Lauren and, and Kelly's just kind of like, yeah, I'm sure she does. <laughs> I don't think you've ever heard me say this, but I'm scared. My inclination is to let her try it, but I'm scared, Kelly says to Lauren. And Lauren says, she's like, I really think she can do it. If she fucks up, you're going to have to fire her, Kelly Catrone says. And Lauren's like, okay. And then Kelly leans in closer to Lauren. I swear, she knew she could make Lauren uncomfortable and she loved every moment of it. She goes, you may want to kiss her cheek, but I'd put a gun to her back and make sure she stands up straight. Okay. Again, chills down my spine. Now we're at lunch with Spidey and Spencer's like, you never came home last night. And she's like, you were at home? You went home last night? Well, yeah, that's why he said you never came home last night. That's how he knows. But then Heidi starts to mention therapy, and she's like, we should go to therapy together. And he's like, absolutely not. My sister has seen like 16 therapists, and none of them have ever helped her. So you want me to go talk to a stranger about my issues? Like, he is bashing therapy really, really hard. And I'm going to play my final audio clip in three, two, one. I mean, I just think it's ridiculous that you really expect me to go talk to some random stranger just because they went through an extra year of school where they get to tell me how I should live my life. Do you know how mortifying that was for me last night? You don't even get up to come talk to me? Wasn't going to deal with that drama because I'm I'm over drama. I mean... So yes, therapists, they only need to go to an extra year of school and then they get to tell you how to live your life, just just so you know. But the way they end it, Heidi's kind of like, therapy or we're done, and she gets up and leaves. And it's actually a good episode. I will give that an 8 out of 10 for an episode. I do apologize for all the audio clips. I know that some of them were a little bit rough, but you have to go listen to the Hills cast with Kelly Gatron and her Stephanie Pratt just fighting. It is absolutely wild. Um, but yeah, that is season 5, episode 3. I'm excited for the Stacy bartender drama. I feel like she really brought it. She did a great job. And we love when people give us what we want. But let's pop a bottle of champagne or maybe water or Diet Dr. Pepper or whatever you're drinking. If you're sipping on a coffee, whatever it may be, take a sip right now because we're about to have pop culture brunch. It has been a minute. Like I said, it's been two weeks since we've done the podcast. And I got a lot of questions. And I'm going to do like a little mailbag. I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram story. I was like, if you have questions about anything, I will answer anything. Other than, why aren't Lo and Lauren friends anymore? I'm just kidding. I will answer that. It's not very juicy, but I'll answer it. But a lot of people were wondering if I was listening to Drama Queens, the One Tree Hill podcast with Hillary Burton, Sophia Bush, Bethany Joy Lenz. I, she, I think she just goes by Joy Lenz now. And yes, I am. I haven't listened to the last two episodes. I've just been kind of busy doing things. <laughs> busy not listening, I guess. But I do think that it's a really good podcast. I really, really like it. I do wish they talked about the episodes a little bit more. I feel like it's more of a behind the scenes rather than like an episode recap, which is great. Like if that's what they want to do, then that's what they should do. They should call it like behind the scenes, One Tree Hill, not an episode recap type of thing. That's just my own little thing. But overall, I mean, five out of five, somebody asked me if I think... Sophia Bush will talk about Chad Michael Murray. No, I do not think she will. I kind of talked about this on Beyond the Blinds, but she actually made a comment in like 2018 
that she felt like she had to marry Chad. There was pressure from the studio. And one thing about CW, like, as a station, as a network, I'm sorry, or station, I guess those are the same things, right? Is that they like when their cast members date. A lot of people don't, but CW loves that. So I do think that there was probably pressure from not only maybe Chad, not only whoever, but I think the network in general. But no, I do not think they're going to talk much about Chad and Sophia. Maybe they'll talk about like season three finale when she breaks down in his arms. But I don't think she'll be like, I was holding in all that emotion because Chad Montgomery cheated on me. But overall, I really like the podcast. If you're a One Tree Hill fan, Drama Queens is a really, really, really good podcast to listen to. My only complaint is they don't talk enough about the episode, but they're interesting enough and tell a lot of fun stories that I like it. So there is a new couple in town. Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum were recently spotted together and have allegedly been together since almost January. Now I have my thoughts about this, okay guys? And I'm not calling them PR yet. I'm not going to do it. I don't think there have been enough quote-unquote sightings around New York City for the two of them. But I do know that they're going to be in a movie together, and I know that it's Zoe's directorial uh, debut. So that is the only thing that makes me kind of like pause for a moment. But I think they're a very good-looking couple, and somehow he looks like his Step Up days, like how he's dressing and his hair and stuff. It reminds me a lot of Step Up Channing Tatum, and I'm like, Okay, I guess this is the vibe we're going to get. Because obviously Zoe Kravitz is like one of the hottest, most beautiful, coolest people I've ever seen in my whole life. And I used to think Channing Tatum was hot. Then I was kind of like, maybe not. Now, again, I'm kind of like, maybe I'm attracted. I don't know how I feel about Channing. He's somebody who in some things I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then in other things, I'm like, no, thank you. But I know if it was in person, I'd be like, yes, please. (laughs) Guys, I'm not too good for Channing Tatum, okay? But I like this couple. Although, like I said, there are like PR vibes at the moment. I do think it is convenient that they're going to be in a movie together. And it's a movie that Zoe is directing. It's very like Olivia and Harry of them. But I guess we're going to have to wait and see. The pictures of them are like crystal clear. And that's always my thing. I'm like, okay, these pictures of them riding bikes on the streets in New York are very clear. But also like her standing on the pegs of his bike while he's riding it. I'm like, ooh. Ooh, like the OC vibes. Now, TMZ has confirmed that Kylie Jenner is expecting her second kid with um, Travis Scott. And there were a lot of celebrity blinds about these two. And mostly it's that it's alleged that Travis has so many side pieces who clearly all sign crazy NDAs, right? Like there's no way that's ever going to be officially leaked. But he allegedly has a lot of side pieces and Kylie is just like still so madly in love with him. And if that is the truth, that is super sad. But I know Kylie's also said that she's always wanted to give Stormy a sibling. So good if she's happy, then we love that. I actually, you know, I used to really dislike Kylie Jenner. But I've watched some videos of like her and Stormy and she seems like she's a good mom. Like she seems really sweet to her daughter. And, and I can appreciate that. Like, she's obviously grown up a lot since she's had a kid. I I haven't watched the Kardashians in a really long time, so if I'm wrong, please let me know. Please yell at me. Okay, Leanne from Little Mix had twins, and then Perry Edwards just had a a child as well. I don't think either of them have announced whether they had boys or girls. Um, But I'm so happy for them. You guys know I'm a a Little Mix stan first and American second. (laughs) 
I'll never forgive the American public for not giving Little Mix the respect that they deserve. But I, at first I was like, how are they going to go on tour? Because I think their tour starts in like September or October. But they obviously kind of like know what they're doing, I guess. So maybe one day. You know what? I've never been out of the country. Can you imagine if my first trip out of the country is to fly to like England to see Little Mix live? <laughs> I feel like that's a new bucket list goal is to see Little Mix live in concert in Europe. Okay, I'm writing it down. I'm putting it out there. It's going to happen. And all my European biatches, we're going to have a big, we're going to hang out at the Little Mix concert, okay? So Ben Affleck and J-Lo, still going strong, still going, still together. And I think something about them is that they just make people happy. Like they make people think of an easier time in their own life. Since 17 years ago, we weren't in this like complete hellscape. It was only like a little bit of a hellscape. I still don't buy it. I know Ben was just like spotted shopping at Tiffany's for an engagement ring with his son and his mother. But honestly, no. There is if these two get engaged and get married, I will throw up. <laughs> that will be like my automatic response. I will be like physically ill. One thing about JLo, I feel like she's done this since her divorce from Mark Anthony, is she is someone who knows who's gonna be like good for business. Although Casper Smart, who she dated for far too long and he got caught cheating on her, piece of shit. We don't like that. But maybe after that breakup, things were for business, right? She was like kind of seeing Drake, quote unquote seeing. That was all fake, obviously. And then like she got with A-Rod and I really think that those two knew that they, you know, there could have been love there, but I think they both knew that it was good for their stock to really like be together and they had businesses together, and everyone loved them together. And then he was sliding into DMs all over the place being messy. And now she's back with Ben Affleck. And people love these two together. I don't. <laughs> I don't love them together. I don't like Ben Affleck. He's like my least fa- one of my least favorite male celebrities. But if these two get engaged, guys, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Probably nothing because it doesn't really affect my life that much. But I really don't like them as a couple. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. If you like them as a couple and you think they're real, I accept that. Because at this point, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So Casey Musgraves, who I actually really like. It's kind of funny. Like, I love her on Twitter. And I know that's probably a weird thing to say. But I really like her tweets and her Twitter. I think she's really funny. I don't love all of her music, but I can appreciate it. She's someone that, you know, I can see she's really talented. She's a great songwriter. I appreciate her music. And she is coming out with a new album and video on September 10th. I don't know how that's going to go. I don't, that's, that's also not far away, guys. We're almost in September. Can you believe that? But I'm excited to see. I'm always down for artists growing and trying new things. And I think putting together like a movie to go along with your album is really cool. I really hope Taylor Swift does something like that. And also... November 19th, don't talk to me, okay? I'm going to be pretty busy um, listening to Taylor Swift's Red release. And people get mad at me, okay? I'm going, on a, I'm going on a quick Swifty rant. A lot of people are like, Red is really low on your list of favorite Taylor Swift songs. I mean, albums. Overall, I do not think it is her strongest album. I think some of the lyrics, some of the songs like Treacherous, I Almost Do, All Too Well, Red, State of Grace, I think all those songs are great. But as a cohesive album, it just doesn't make sense. And I said it, and I said it, and that's that. Anyway, back to Casey Musgraves. She also released a new song today. I listened to it. Very chill. 
very good, but I'm excited because this is a divorce album. Like her last album was like a loving album and this one is a fucking divorce album and I really hope that she gets crazy because I really liked her album, same trailer, different park. I thought that was like a masterpiece. I didn't like the latest, her last album as much as everyone else did. And I know, I know, please don't be mad at me. Again, I respect her for who she is and everything she can do as an artist, but I did like when she was a little bit more country, like Follow Your Arrow. I really like that song. My Girl Lord released a new album called Solar Power, and a lot of people aren't like huge fans of it. I like it a lot. Is it melodrama? No. In my opinion, melodrama is one of the best albums of all time. I will always say that. It's one I can listen to in, day in, day out, like forever and ever and ever. But I like Solar Power a lot. Um, if you want like a hippie, feel good, kind of like just vibe album, this is the album to do it. Like melodrama, this is how I explain it. Melodrama is like a night that you take like Molly and Coke and just go insane. Not that I've done that, but you know, you know, that vibe with like you're at a club and it's like green lights flashing everywhere and you're just bopping and sweating and partying and then you go home and you cry. Yeah, that's what melodrama is. Solar power is just like you have a joint, you're chilling on the beach, you're bopping around with your friends and just like smiling, having a good time. There are some lyrics that will attack you and make you feel old or not old, but make you hurt. I should say that will hurt you deeply is how I will say it. But it's a good album overall. Highly recommend you guys listen to it if you're a Lord fan, of course. So I don't know if you guys saw Kanye West and Drake are still feuding. They've been feuding for a really long time since his Kiki, Do You Love Me? And everyone realized that he was talking about Kim Kardashian or assumed he was. And that's when um, Kanye West put Pusha T on a song and was like, well, Drake, you have a secret child. And everyone was like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. So Kanye's still really mad at Drake, and he ended up posting Drake's address on his Instagram before he deleted it. Now, I have a question for you guys that I would like to, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know if this is all for PR at this point. I really don't. I don't know if this feud is real or if this feud is all for PR. I mean, it kind of makes Kanye look like an asshole, but I don't think Kanye cares. That's where I'm kind of like, oh. You know, he doesn't care if he looks bad. Like, he's like, whatever, I make good music. And I've lived in the Mercedes-Benz Dome for like a month being Phantom of the Megaplex. So I'm going to do what I want to do. But I don't know. I don't know if this is all like a big calculated thing and they're going to have some kind of duet on Donda because Kanye still has not released that album. One thing that's really interesting is Halsey has an album coming out on Friday and she hasn't released any singles from it. I'm really curious what the vibe's going to be. I am a big Halsey fan. I've always liked her music. Sometimes personally, I'm like, eh, take her or leave her. But I really love her music. I've loved her since New Americana. Like, I think I saw her at the Aganis Arena at like Boston University or Boston College, wherever it is in Boston, before she was big. And that's something I hold near and dear. But I'm really interested to hear her sound because I feel like she is an artist who is kind of always reinventing herself in a way. She always has different kinds of music. And now she's a mom, and I know she's so excited to be a mom. I know the album art is her, you know, breastfeeding her child. I'm just, I'm excited to hear it. But the fact that there has not been one single from this album is very, very stressful. So as we wrap this up, we know that Tory Lanez shot Meg the Stallion in the foot. And we just found out Lanez was in an L.A. court on Monday to learn his fate, and he's going to have to post a higher bail amount to stay out of jail while his criminal case is pending. The reason? He violated a protective order requiring him to stay clear of Meg the Stallion. 
The judge also modified his bail conditions to specifically prohibit Tory from attending events where his alleged victim, Megum, will be present. The judge also said if this issue comes up again, he'll be remained into custody. So this is clearly his last warning. Tory's bail was increased from 190k to 250k, so he'll have to throw down a bit more dough to stay free. And um, the reason he violated it was at Rolling Loud. He was on the stage with DaBaby. Meg The Stallion was at Rolling Loud. And, you know, I hope that Meg The Stallion does get some justice because I've said since day one, if Taylor Swift or Selena Gomez or Demi Lovato or really Ariana Grande got shot in the foot, they would have that person locked up so fast. But, you know, unfortunately, that did not happen. I think it's injustice, in my opinion. And I just, I really hope that, you know, Meg The Stallion can get some justice because Tory Lanez clearly is a piece of shit for shooting her in the foot. And for shooting her. Not just, like, any, like, for shooting somebody. Yeah, that's no, like, fuck off. Okay, so I'm thinking of adding this section. It's called Mailbag, where you guys just send in a bunch of questions, and I will answer the best ones I can, okay? So someone asked what really happened between Lauren and Lowe's friendship. What I think happened is that they grew apart. They live on different coasts. Um... Lauren is married with two children. Lowe is running her business, not married yet, no kids. I think they're just living very different lives. I have heard rumors that there was some kind of bad business deal between them. I'm not 100% sure if that's true. I also don't know the ins and outs of that, so I don't want to, like, spread that. Because, again, someone just DM'd me, and I don't know how true that is. I do think it's just because they ended up growing apart probably during the hills, Lowe stayed on the hills while Lauren didn't. And I think Lowe has been in New York, I think she said, for like nine years now. And that'll obviously have you grow apart from people. Um, Where can I watch Laguna Beach for free? I think you can watch it on the MTV app. If not, you can pay for Paramount+. Plus. If there was a CW All-Stars, who should live in the house? Ooh, you guys know I love the CW. I just did a big episode on the couples of the CW over on Beyond the Blinds. But I think if I was to have, how many, like, seven strangers picked to live in a house? All-star-wise, Nina Dobrev, um, Chad Michael Murray, Blake Lively. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Chase Crawford. I'm trying to have, like, even amount of guys and girls. I do think Sophia Bush needs to be in there. I'm trying to think who the other two would be. I would like just to see Jensen Ackles in general, so more of him would make me happy. I'm not going to put Daniil in there. You know I want to put Daniil Harris in there. I'm not going to do it. I'm trying to think. Sinead Grimes. Sinead Grimes. She's like a huge party girl, or allegedly she was. You got to throw her in there. She was in the 90210 reboot and from Degrassi. So that's my, that's my seven strangers picked to live in a house. My Taco Bell order is a... Um, I don't really eat at Taco Bell a lot, to be honest, because it makes me really sick. But when I do, I just get like the chicken quesadilla without the jalapeno sauce, which people think I'm crazy about. What was the rumor Casey spread about Alex M? I think you can kind of figure it out. Like, I don't know. I feel like they were 18. And I know I said I'd answer anything. (laughs) But I do feel like this one's just kind of like, you know, they were 18. It was a rumor. And I don't think Alex M wants to talk about it. So are juicy tracksuits back in style? Yes. Will I wear one? No. Nano Baby or Tamagotchi? I don't know what a Nano Baby is, so I have to go Tamagotchi. Thoughts on the new season of The Challenge? There are too many new people. 
Um, I know that so far this season has been one of the lowest rated seasons of the challenge. And I think it's because nobody knows who anybody is. Like there are so many people who I'm just like, have you, what the fuck is going on? Not enough um, big names. I know they have CT on it. I know they have Fessy and unfortunately Josh is becoming a bigger name, Nani, but it's not enough. They need like Wes. They need other people to really, um, to really bring it together, I think. I don't know. I want to know what you guys think because honestly, like I, I'll always watch it. I'll always watch the challenge. Even if I hate it, I'll watch the whole season. But I do think that there are far too many rookies and it's just too all over the world. Would I ever do a deep dive on Even Stevens? I could do that. I could try a deep dive on Even Stevens and hope you guys like it. Advice for someone who knows their friend is talking behind their back and wants to confront them. I think you just need to confront them. I think if it's bothering you that much, honestly, there's a part of me when I find out friends are talking behind my back that I just don't really care. I don't know what that says about me. Um, I usually, I I don't think I'd ever really confront them. I'd kind of just like ice them out and hopefully like, I don't know. I'm kind of weird about that, I guess. I hold friendships like too close sometimes, but I do think if you want to confront them, you should and maybe have it just be the two of you. Don't have it be in like a friend group because you don't want all your friends to be involved. You don't want them to feel like they have to choose between the two of you, even though maybe they should choose you because you're not the one talking shit. But just just confront them and be like, you know, did that upset you? That's one of my favorite things. I'm like, did what I did that upset you in a way? And why did it upset you? Because right away you're, you're asking and you're not like, you're not like, why'd you talk shit about me? You're just kind of like, why did it upset you? Like, what did I do? That was so bad. That really, really upset you. Someone said, I need to start covering Siesta Key. I don't know if I can. I've tried. I've really, really, really tried um, Siesta Key. I just, I can't get into it. The girl's voice annoys me. Um, yeah, it's, it's not for me. Tips for a cat adoption. Find a cat that you love and adopt them. Um, I fell in love with Gail online, and when I met her, I still loved her. So I brought her home, and I did not do an introduction correctly. I did it really poorly, honestly. But luckily, Gail had some kittens before she um, came home with me, and Jolene was so tiny. She was like six or seven weeks, so Gail was really good with her. I didn't really do like introductions through the doors. I was I was bad. I will say that. I made a mistake on how I introdu- introduced them. I did keep them apart when I was at work, but but yeah, it was it was tough for a little bit, but now they're like best of friends and cuddle all the time. I think when you get a cat, just make sure you have like toys and make sure you have litter box food, all of that. And when you bring them home, when they're asleep, put a shirt that you wore on them so they get used to your scent. Can I do a fact or fiction episode of Laguna Beach in the Hills saying, oh yeah, I could do that. That would be a good little segment. Thank you for the advice, Amanda. Advice for getting a consistent podcast audience. I think just being consistent with your podcast. Like I was really, I never missed a week. I think for the first year or maybe I only missed like one or two. I need to get back on the consistency thing. I know that. But if you want a podcast, I always say be consistent. Be yourself too. I think people can tell when you're kind of bullshitting it. Like just be who you are. And I feel like that was something that was tough for me when I first started the podcast because I wanted to be a certain way. And at this point, you know, I'm a people pleaser. I like to, I like people to like me. That's something that, you know, is hard for me if someone dislikes me. So I was getting all this different feedback and I tried to please everybody. But I think at the end of the day, people can see that. 
And you just have to like be yourself, be authentic. And I also suggest an Instagram. I think having an Instagram along with your podcast makes it a lot more, a lot easier for people to find. So I definitely suggest that. Somebody asked, how am I? Oh, I'm doing okay. I am. You know, I'm a lot better than I was a month ago when I got let go. Um, Unfortunately, there's like some, some family drama going on, as always in my family, that's a little bit harder for me to deal with. Um, I, I'm a fixer or I try and be a fixer and it doesn't always work out that way. And it's really, really difficult for me when it doesn't. So that's something I'm dealing with. But overall, I think I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm really lucky that I have an outlet that is helping me pay rent. I'm really lucky I have some great friends. You know, I'm even talking to someone who's like really, really amazing. And yeah, I think I think things are, things are okay. Things are, things could always be worse, right? And, and I, one thing I always say, I'm like, don't compare like your worst to somebody else's worst because everyone will always have it worse than you, but you need to feel that like sadness. You need to feel like, holy shit, this is really hard, but we're going to make it through it. I don't have that feeling right now. Right now I am, you know, things are tight. Things are different, but I, I feel okay. I feel okay right now. Thank you for asking that. How to politely tell a friend to butt out when they mean well. I don't know. I'm the friend who butts in. I am very much like that. Like if I think someone's upset, I will ask you. I will ask you and be like, what the fuck is wrong? What the fuck is wrong? Tell me what's wrong. I want to help you. I want to I wanna get you out of this funk. I think that you just need to be like, hey, like I appreciate you trying to help, but I need to do this my own way. I need to, I need to get through this one. Um, yeah. That's a tough one because I'm the friend who always uh, butts in. That That is who I am. So <laughs> I just started following your page. Are you team LC or team Kristen? Growing up, I was definitely team LC. Rewatching, I just realized I'm anti-Steven. That's really my stance. I think Kristen is a bad bitch. I think Lauren's a bad bitch. I think Steven's a little bitch. <laughs> just kidding. No, I think I think both women girl, women now... They're both killing it. You know, I don't like one more than the other at this point. I just dislike how Steven treated both of them. Tips on how to deal with stress, anxiety, and depression. That's something I struggle with a lot. If you're a newer listener, I talk about it a lot. I can get really low. And one, I just, I try so hard to be okay. And then some days I'm just like, I can't get out of bed. And I think you need to let yourself have those days. You know, you can't force yourself to always be okay. And it's okay not to be okay. But talk to someone, you know, reach out to friends if you're comfortable doing that. Reach out to try and get a therapist. Just talk through your emotions because if you sit there and fester in it, it's not going to be good for you and it's not going to be good for the people around you. So that's that's my advice. Stress and anxiety. I also use the tapping method for when I'm stressed out and have anxiety. You'll see me like tap my fingers. And when I do like lives with people, I'm tapping my fingers under the table, like playing with my fingers. And it's a tapping method. I, I think it helps a lot. kind of... I don't know exactly what it does, but it kind of takes my mind off of all of it. So the last one I am going to answer, somebody asked me what is missing in today's teen dramas, and I don't know what it is. I almost feel like what's missing is that I'm not a teenager. I think that that is the problem. Although I do like All American, I do like the Gossip Girl reboot, which I know a lot of people hate, but I don't know if, if it's just my age, honestly. And, you know, Obviously, I'm always going to think like Friday Night Lights and One Tree Hill. I think those two are my all-time favorite teen dramas. 
And I love The O.C., of course, and, like, even Vampire Diaries. But when it comes to shows, I want, like, humanity, if that makes sense. I want, like, people going through things that I can kind of relate to. Not One Tree Hill, some things happen. I'm like, oh, I was never kidnapped six times, but, you know, I loved it anyway. But I do think that it's just the small town vibes that I personally like. Riverdale, I don't know what the fuck happened to that show. I think I watched a season and a half of it. But, I mean, you need the music. You need the right cast. You need the right storylines. But I do think what's missing is that I'm not a teenager. (laughs) And I love nostalgia, so I'm always going to, like, think that, right? I'm always going to be like, you know, nothing will ever be as good as those shows I loved. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you so, so much. I think there are a lot of fun things on the horizon for the podcast. Um, There will be a few guests. I've been talking to a few people. I just, I know that, you know, missing two weeks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I had so much fun at home. It was such a good time playing like laser tag and then seeing my friends and just hanging out and kind of getting away from Nashville for a little bit. Because sometimes this can be like a little bubble. If you're in Nashville and you're away from all your family, it's like this can very much be like a solitary bubble sometimes. (laughs) But I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. Please make sure to subscribe, rate the, um, the podcast if you like it. Um, and yeah, I'm sure that I will talk to you guys soon. As always, my DMs are pretty open. I, I've been checking them more. And it's kind of funny because people will be just listening to the podcast like from, from the beginning, which is scary because I knew I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in the beginning of the podcast. Sometimes I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But they're like, I know you don't check DMs. I'm like, no, I do now. Like, I'm better at that. And then they send a reaction. They're like, I'm so, so sorry. I know you hate reactions. I'm like, no, I promise you I'm not, I'm not grump all the time. Um, also, reactions no longer go to your inbox. So it's a lot easier to, uh, to kind of navigate that. But I am do, trying to do better with DMs. And if you are a newer listener, welcome. I'm happy to have you. And I'll talk to you guys next week, okay? Also, make sure to check out Beyond the Blinds with me and Troy if you haven't yet. Bye.